Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here she is, the lead single off her brand new beautiful album, Beautiful Trauma. This is What About Us? What About Us?
What about us indeed, and it's two weeks to Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. Pink from the beautiful Trauma CD, one of the best hits, if not the anthem of a new generation we've been hearing for most of the last six months, if not for the entire calendar campaign, ladies and gentlemen. And we are ready to rock and roll as only we can here, ladies and gentlemen. Two weeks before Christmas, ladies and gentlemen, it is going to be a very interesting night, however, here at Wrestling Revisited. I am your host, the Iceman, Jared DiGiovanni, and joining me right now on the... Uh, Line right now, ladies and gentlemen, power is the human suplex machine as we welcome him in tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. John Gross, here on this Tuesday night, December the 11th, 2018, two weeks of Christmas, as we said, 12, 11, 18, 1, 6, 0, 5, 5, 6, 2, 0, 4, 4, 4, 1, 3, 9, 9, 2, 6 pounds, you join us right now, we're expecting not only Sean, however, as we welcome John in, we're also expecting another guest as well, we do not know yet who that person is, but we will let you know as soon as possible, ladies and gentlemen, John, welcome to Wrestling Revisited, two weeks before Christmas, here on the Wrestling Revisited Hour. Nice. Well, tonight, folks, we're going to take a twist, however, if you will, however, a few weeks before the end of the year, and it's only fitting we do it here once again at Wrestling Revisited why we're doing it, however. Last night, ladies and gentlemen, if you watched Monday Night Raw at the beginning of the show, however, the man who burned it down, no pun intended, however, definitely built something up and definitely almost tore it down at the same time by telling everyone how he really felt. Yes, folks, we're talking about the Intercontinental Champion himself, Seth freaking Rollins, however, who addressed the general manager-elect Baron Corbin, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, however, what he really felt, however, about his, uh, let's just say, attitude and ego, if you will. And I see now joining us on the line as well, ladies and gentlemen, joining us from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, as we welcome him now to be Wrestling Revisited, ladies and gentlemen, here, and the third member of our trio tonight, ladies and gentlemen, here at the Wrestling Revisited Time Machine Show is our good friend here on Raw Radio, also the Rattlesnake, Anel Patel, as we welcome him in as well. Anel, we welcome you, sir. Thank you, J.D. Well, guys, as I said, a lot happened last night, and it's only fitting we talk about it tonight here at the debate, or Wrestling Revisited Time Machine. As you know, over the years, wrestlers and people have had some type of shoot interviews. Tonight, we're going to play for you a soundbite of some of the most craziest shoot interviews, including a little bit of last night's shoot interview with Seth Rollins, and we're going to get everyone's take about these shoot interviews. And as I said, folks, these are some of the most unique shoot interviews that have happened over the years. Our first moment, however, takes us back, however, to 1996, if you will. Good old JR, Jim Ross, however, had a lot to say to the WWE about certain things, most notably Vince McMahon and the entire front office. 
So, folks, here is a soundbite for about two minutes, hour. what good old JR had to say back in 1996 when he thought that the WWF was going to bring back two particular superstars who did not come back until six years after this. The guys in question, Razor Ramon, a.k.a. Scott Hall, and Big Daddy Cool, a.k.a. Kevin Nash. Instead, they brought two fake guys. One of them turned out to be a future Hall of Famer, Clint Jacobs, a.k.a. Kane, playing the role of the fake Diesel, and Rick Bonger, a.k.a. Big Titan in Japan, however, played the fake Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. But before they made their WWE splash, however, in the main roster of the WWE for a while, however, JR had plenty to say about what the WWF did to his boys that were somewhat close to him in the form of Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Here's the soundbite that aired in late September of 1996 involving that. For a long, long time. And when I'm through telling you, many of you are going to question my loyalty I found to the right. World Wrestling uh, Federation. Clark. So let's clear that up right now. Uh-huh. What are you talking about? I have no idea. I have no loyalty to the World Wrestling Federation. The good old JR, let me tell you why. In 1993, I left a great job in Atlanta, Georgia. And I left the Atlanta Falcons of the National Football League to go to the recognized leader of sports entertainment, the WWF. And my, I came here to be the primary play-by-play man in the WWF. I don't think anybody here is going to disagree that I'm the best play-by-play man in the whole damn business. No, sir. I really don't know. So I show up for work the first day at WrestleMania 9 in Las Vegas, Nevada, and they give me a sheet to wear. They said, oh, it's going to be a toga. You'll look good in a toga, JR. I lead the National Football League for a toga. It's crap. And then on Super Bowl Sunday in 1994, I woke up with an affliction called Bell's Palsy. And my entire left side of my face looked like I had a stroke. You think I like that? You think I like that my left eye doesn't open all the way because I got sick? Let me tell you how warm-hearted Mr. McMahon is. Mr. McMahon called me into his office on February the 11th, 1994, and he fired my ass. And right now, I want to bring back one of your favorites. He's the bad guy, Razor Ramon. And Hershey Park Arena explodes. trying to do is he trying to embarrass the world wrestling federation 
Guys, your thoughts, however, about JR trying to embarrass the WWF, however, when he was speaking the truth about what happened when Vince let him go in 1994. John, I'll start with you first. <laughs> I will say, I've seen this video over and over and over and over again. Yes. Certainly, certainly very interesting to say the least, however, I would say. No question about it, however, mind you, however. And now, your thoughts about uh, the promo cut by good old JR? Um, well, I mean, he was stating facts, right? So he said he left Atlanta for something like, uh, you know, the World Wrestling Federation, but he said he got screwed in the process. And then uh, it was funny how he made a mockery of, uh, you know, Razor Ramon. So everyone thought it was the real one, but then. Uh, and then one of the commentators are like, oh, this is, this is, uh, this is like, uh, last time I saw Razor Ramon, he wasn't this big. <laughs> yeah, certainly. So it, was a good, it, was, it was a good shoot interview. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give him that. I'll give JR that. Good, good shoot interview for sure. Definitely. Good point indeed. Both of you guys bring up a good point indeed, however. No question about it, however, mind you. And, of course, we'll talk more about these uh, – the Seth Rollins promo and the recap of Monday Night Raw coming up tonight, Revolution 9 p.m. 138.055-pound. Be sure to check it out. It's where he's going to have your news headlines for you, including the birthday of a spe- special future Hall of Famer and a particular nerd, shall we say, who is celebrating a birthday today, which is unfortunate, however. But, folks, also, SmackDown will be coming to you live from Las Vegas tonight. Of course, there will be a rap battle between the New Day and the Bar, of course, going at, and the New Day will be emceeing a rap battle between the Bar and Cesaro and Sheamus, if you will. Oscar will be taking on Charlotte, we understand. Jeff Hardy will be confronting Samoa Joe after what has happened the last few weeks by Samoa Joe, making Jeff Hardy's life a living hell, we understand. And just announced right a few minutes ago as we were coming on the air, ladies and gentlemen, this match has been confirmed to us by GM Page. It will be Naomi taking on the fake-looking blonde herself, Mandy Rose, after a battle of Twitter wars got <laughs> uh, intense between the two of them just this past weekend. So that has been signed for tonight. So, folks, there you go. Those are your matches that you will see tonight in Las Vegas. Our next problem. Did anyone, see, did anyone hear that Mustafa Ali will take on Daniel Bryan? Oh, no, John, just bringing that up. Uh, John bringing in breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Another match has also been announced thanks to the human suplex machine. John, uh, please let everyone know again what that match is. We did not hear that, no. So on SmackDown Live, it's going to be Mustafa Ali making his SmackDown debut as he takes on Daniel Bryan. Ooh. Well, the question is, can Mustafa Ali get an early Christmas present, pull off the win in a non-title match, maybe against the champ? And will AJ Styles figure into this equation? However, after what has happened the last few weeks by Daniel Bryan making AJ AJ Styles' life a living hell the last few weeks, or will AJ get an early Christmas present in his own way, however, giving Daniel Bryan a little bit of an early present, however, by saying, guess what, however, you still have me to face on Sunday, but you better be ready and not take your eyes off this guy. This guy has chance to pull off the upset, if you will. Very good point, John. Yeah, I, I did not hear mm. that, but thank you for bringing that to our attention, however. Very interesting uh, to say the least, however, that you bring this up, however, mind you, however. Very, very unique. Now, before we continue, we want to remind you coming up this Thursday night, Wolfpack will be on at 9 p.m., 138521-pound. Be sure to check that out. Also, check out our triple header tomorrow night, beginning at 6.30 p.m. with Outside the Ropes. John, Chad, Hinshaw, myself, and I will talk about the latest politics, movies, and sports, including the box office report and the new movies coming out this week, as well as sports activities, 13 
excuse me, 141387 Town. Then at 8 o'clock, Gerard, Michelle, John, and the rest of the panel, way too tough, and we'll be back recapping, of course, what should be a very action-packed debate table going into TLC. We might have some discussions about that. And then at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, we'll recap SmackDown and the Mixed Match Challenge semifinals, if you will, coming up. And we might have an update on that tonight as well. Maybe you never know on Revolution. Again, the caller ID is 138055-POUND. Guys, our next moment, however, fast-forwards the clock a year later. It's December 1997, and James E. Cornette now has plenty to say, however. This, a year after JR made his statements known, let's just say the former Midnight Express manager and the, in my opinion, who should be in the Hall of Fame manager, had plenty to say in a little scathing rant of his own. Let's play that sound bite for you now, Howard, as this is our second of many pipe bombs coming up here tonight. Excuse me, on Wrestling Revisited. Ladies and gentlemen, our other broadcast colleague, Master James E. Cornette, oh, the no. Lou Lift, is back with another of Cornette's commentaries on the state of the wrestling industry. Well, the WWF has asked me to do a commentary on the state of wrestling in 1998. I guess they figured Cornette's always good for a couple of laughs. Well, I'm not really going to be too funny tonight. Because, you see, I think the state of wrestling in 1998 stinks. I think WCW stinks. I think the NWO stinks. I think ECW is embarrassing. And I think the WWF stinks. And I'll tell you why. You don't have to go back any further than last week on Raw. you got a guy coming out dressed like a Christmas tree. you got a woman coming out dressed like a reindeer. you got two adolescent mullet heads showing their butt cheeks on national TV and having a phony match for a championship. I think it stinks. I think it's disgusting. I think nobody has any respect for wrestling anymore. Where is wrestling? Not sports entertainment, but wrestling. You know, just a couple of years ago, I left my home in Tennessee and I moved to Connecticut, which is like trading a Hawaiian vacation for a bed in a cancer ward, to come to work for the WWF full-time, the biggest wrestling promotion in the history of the planet. And I moved to Connecticut with snow on the ground seven months out of the year, real estate prices that would make Donald Trump's hair stand on end, the rudest bunch of people I've ever seen where English is a second language and traffic jams at 4 o'clock in the morning, but I think that's okay because I'm with the biggest wrestling promotion of all time, the WWF. But over the last couple of years, I don't see any wrestling. They got some great wrestlers around here, but they don't have any time to wrestle because of all the falderall and the nonsense going on. You see what the problem is, is the people running the two big promotions, one guy is a game show host wannabe from Minneapolis with phony teeth, phony hair, and a phony tan. And running the WWF, you got a whole office building full of Yankees from New York City that wouldn't know a wrestling match if it bit them. So they sit around all day, listen to people on the Internet, and the people on the Internet wouldn't know a wrist lock from a wrist watch. I don't particularly care what some Yankee from New York City wants to see. I want to see wrestling matches with wrestlers. I want to see real, old-fashioned wrestling. I want to see some people who have some respect for the traditions of the wrestling industry, have some respect for the sport of wrestling. I don't want to see sports entertainment and flying donkeys all around. I think it's garbage, I think it's insulting, and I think it's a shame to a fine sport like this. Down south where I come from, they know wrestling. They were brought up on it. They grew up on it, and they respect it. And I think it's about time that the promoters in the wrestling industry today recognize that wrestling fans watching a wrestling program want to see wrestlers wrestle. That's, that's easy. It's not too hard to understand if you just think about it. But the problem is, is that nobody has any respect for tradition. 
Well, I got news for you. I got respect for tradition, and I've always been associated with real good old-fashioned wrestling, a sport of wrestling, not a circus sideshow, not a cartoon show. And if nobody else is going to bring some wrestling around here, then maybe it's going to be up to Jim Cornette. So that might be my New Year's resolution for 1998. I might bring some tradition. I might bring some real wrestling back and clear this whole mess out because I think it stinks. So there's my address, there's my opinion, there's my commentary. Do with it what you want. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, bah humbug, I'm out of here. <laughs> well, Anel, I'll go to you first on this one. What was your take on James E. Cornette's pipe bomb there? Oh, my goodness. I mean, <laughs> he he said he wasn't going to be funny, but my goodness, I, I, I was... Uh... I was just reminding you of how you do your icebreakers. My goodness, well, did he go off? As in go off? Like wow, he didn't. He didn't skip a beat when he went off. That that was that was just beautiful. That yes. was beautiful. Oh yes, I would definitely agree. Oh I would man, agree with him. I would definitely agree with you on that one. John, what was your take about James E. Cornette's promo? <laughs> Excellent. Indeed, indeed. And guys, we have plenty more, believe you me, however. This time, however, this is a good one. And John, I think you're going to like this next one. This is specifically for you, John. The Undertaker addressing his grievances, shall we say. And he had plenty to say. This takes place from June of 1998. And let's just listen to what the dead man had to say in his shoot promo. Hold on, let me just... Kingdom safe 
himself all of his hand-picked champions. The whole time, I knew that my time would come. After I made his kingdom safe, and there was no one left, I got my opportunity. Oh yes, I am a two-time former World Wrestling Federation champion. someone like The Undertaker representing the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> and I remain loyal. Even after all his hand-chosen favorites left town for greener pastures, more money, I stayed here. Stayed by his side. Thinking my time would come. How do I get repaid for that? He forces me to fight my own brother. He gives Paul Bear an open forum to discuss every tragic incident that ever happened in the life of The Undertaker. For what reason? Let me tell you why. Because it's all ratings. Put my family tragedy on the line for ratings. Even after all that, never lost my smile. Kept on fighting as I've been taking care of family business. Own cold Steve Austin. Right to the top. Don't get me wrong, I've got nothing against Steve Austin. The only thing Steve Austin ever did was come to the ring and fight me like a man, and that's all I ever asked. But you see, Vince, after years of mistreatment, and after the last eight months, you throwing my family up in my face, had enough. Now it's time the Undertaker got what is rightfully his. I demand my shot the World Wrestling Federation title. Now I've done enough talking. Now this McMahon, Mr. McMahon, whatever it is you like to be called, I think it's time you got your pencil neck geek ass out here and face the Reaper. Whoa! And John, your take about The Undertaker shooting from the hip on Vince 20 years ago, just past June. Oh, yes, I remember that promo well vaguely. And do you think he was right in this case? Yeah, because you got to remember, 
The Undertaker and Kane had been in a feud. Yes. Because of the family situation. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. <laughs> Quite well. Quite well. Yep. And now I'll ask you, what was your take of this promo by the dead man on Vince McMahon? Okay, so a couple of things. Um, I don't know if it, I don't know if it was John's mic being unmuted or the audio was jumpy. I couldn't really hear anything of the interview. I, was the audio jumpy or was it? I don't know. Was it John's mic? Cause I couldn't hear. It might have been a little jumpy. It might have been a little jumpy. Two words. It, it cut it, and then then he said something. It cut it. Said something. Cut it. It, it might it might have been just a little jumpy. It might have been a little jumpy. It might have been a little jumpy. I'll I'll answer. It might have been a little jumpy. Well, we'll we'll go back. I don't know what happened there. I couldn't hear proper, but that's okay. But uh, yes, yeah. uh, This this one is going to you next, by the way. Now, our next moment, guys. How is another great moment? This time, however, let's just say we have a certain female who has her own take on the Divas division, and let's just say Mm. it is AJ Lee, and let's just say Mm. AJ, Mrs. CM Punk. Oh, I remember this one. That's a good one to one. say. John, I think you might remember this too. So let's play a oh, yeah. promo from 2013. Speaking of Divas, how about the Divas champion, AJ? Ready? Oh, you use that word around it. OMG, you guys. I just watched last night's episode of Total Divas. And it was insane. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the Bellas were dealing with their obvious daddy issues. The Funkadactyls broke up and then got back together again. Natalia's fiancé isn't much of a man. And the other two were also there. Great. It really was. And it, it, was, it was the end of the world. And it's only Sunday night on the E-Network. I didn't get here 
because I was cute, or because I came from some famous wrestling family, or because I sucked up to the right people. I got here because I am good. I earned this championship. And no matter how many red carpets you guys want to walk in your $4,000 ridiculous heels, you will never be able to lace up my Chuck Taylor. You're all worthless excuses for women, and you will never be able to touch me. And that is reality. And now, your thoughts about AJ Lee cutting her own pipe bomb. Whew! Yeah, I remember this night clearly, man. Yeah, this was, uh, what was it, April of 2013? Uh, August of 2013. August, August okay, August of 2013, right. So, yeah, so that yeah, that night was beautiful, man. Like, um, the way she started off with the Total Divas uh, example to, wow, to, like, um, yeah, she, yeah, her story is really, like, um, sad, you know, like, how she was anorexic as a kid, she had to sleep in, uh, in a car, and, like, gosh, like, her, her, um, her life story was really heartbreaking, but, yeah, the moment she came into, uh, the main roster, wow, did she, like, you know, surprise me, she beat Caitlyn for the Divas title, you know, she had a reign, um, as the longest reigning Divas champ, and then, you know, she had to eventually leave, but, yeah, the year she was there, it was it was a real treat uh, of AJ Lee. And plus this pipe bomb, yeah, this is going to be uh, a moment in history for sure, yeah. No question about it, I would agree. John, your thoughts about Mrs. CM Punk cutting the pipe bomb? Yeah, I saw the whole, whole thing too. Agreed. Agreed, no question about it. Before we continue on, guys, we want to remind you that this Sunday, how our history in the making will be made on Revolution with the TLC Prediction Show, episode number 600. Yes, folks, 600. Be sure to get everyone's predictions in. However, we will give you our predictions later this week, and who knows, some bets might be being made, but the fun begins at 5 p.m. this Sunday, mm-hmm. our 138055 pound. And then, of course, this Monday, our final show of the year on Raw Radio will be a glamorous one starting at 2.30. Join John, myself, and Neil, and the rest of the gang in the panel. Way too tough to handle, including the Heartbreak Kid and Mr. W. Saber, as well as the King and Queen of Madness, King NWO and MLD, who hopefully is getting over that snow down there in Virginia, and hopefully that snow is gone down in your neck of the woods there, John. Uh, but we will talk about our thoughts about TLC. We'll talk about the worst moments of the year, and we'll give you our final ratings of the year for Raw, however, as we will be off the next two weeks for Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, but we'll be back in the saddle again, hopefully on the 7th of January, our first show of the new year, 2019, the night of the National Championship Collegiate Football game as well. Uh, be sure to check that out, 138744-POUND. Again, that will be coming up this Monday at 2.30, but we'll also give you our thoughts what may happen in 2019 with our early predictions, however, as well. And like I said, we'll give you our raw ratings mm-hmm. for the final couple of shows of the year, however, including Monday night. Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, if you will, as well as our predictions of some football games, including some big bowl games, of course, as well, however. And we'll also tell you, of course, what we might have in store for everyone, and everyone will tell everyone what they have in store for the 2019 year, or also Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve as well. Guys, we know another great pipe bomb. This time, however, we go back to, of course, 
uh, a person that AJ addressed in her promo, and that is the Queen of Hearts herself, Natalia. Natalia's uncle Bret Hart, however, had a few point bombs in his day, we all know, from Montreal. But here's what happened two years after Montreal when he was in WCW. This occurred in March of 1999 in Toronto, however, after what happened, however, prior to him... Actually, I think, let me just double-check you. Yeah, this was actually, believe it or not, prior to his brother, Owen Hart, tragically passing away. So let's just say Brett had a few mm. choice words to say to the WCW management tower prior to Owen's passing. Here's what he said in a promo airing from March of 1999. I came to the WCW to earn a reputation, not to lose it. And I got one point I want to make. I want to prove that I can actually execute any wrestler I want, any time I want. They're behind him. So let's cut to the chase. The franchise player, William Goldberg. The man. You big chicken. He thinks because he's built like a tank that he can run over top of me. Well, I'm not going anywhere, Bill Goldberg, till you come out of that dressing room, biting your fingernails, trembling with fear, because he can take me on right here tonight in Toronto, Canada. Let's do this thing. What do you say? Let's get it on. The man putting up all this money to take on Steve Austin. Well, let me tell you something. I beat Steve Austin every time I ever fought him. He likes to fancy himself some kind of big, fancy, tough football player. Well, I got news for you, Bill Goldberg. This is hockey country, Bill Goldberg. Put away your silly helmet and come out here and fight me. John, I'll go back to you again, however, as we went to an L on the AJ promo. Your thoughts about Bret Hart addressing Goldberg and Austin in Canada. Woo! Crazy. Indeed. Indeed, no question about it. No question about it. I would definitely agree with you there. And now, what were your thoughts about the hitman addressing Goldberg and Stone Cold in Toronto? Um, yeah, I think he, I think he did a good job. Um, I know he was like uh, frustrated of uh, how they were treating him and you know the direction uh, and things like that. So, not bad of a not bad of an, uh, an address. I, I think he I think he said what he needed to say, and, and it was uh, spot on. Definitely, definitely. Good point, guys. Our next moment, however, is going to take us, however, to the land of extreme. And I was debating on whether or not I wanted to do one or the other, and I couldn't decide, however, on each one, however. But I'm going to play this one. This one is a really, really good one, however. And it comes from the voice of ECW. Let's just say he had a few choice words to say to the WWE Universe back in 2006, if you were, 2007. Let's just say... He definitely used his phrase, however, to his benefit here. And I think the fans were saying his catchphrase after his, let's just say, shoot-style promo. Here's Joey Styles with, let's just say, a few choice words 
to the WWE fan base. And now, thanks to the magic of live television, I'm going to show the whole world why for seven years in ECW, I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. Six months ago, WWE called me. I didn't call this company because I was looking for a job. I didn't need a job. WWE called me because they had humiliated and fired again Jim Ross. So I get JR's spot. And from week one, week after week, I've got an ongoing lecture about the differences in professional wrestling and sports entertainment. say pro wrestling. I'm allowed to say wrestler. I have to say sports entertainment and refer to the wrestlers as superstars. I'm told to deliberately ignore the moves and the holes during the matches so I can tell stories. Well, ignoring the moves and the holes is damn insulting to the athletes, the wrestlers, not the entertainers who leave their families 300 days a year to ply their craft in that rig. There's the best part, because I'm not a sports entertainment storyteller. I get pulled from WrestleMania, and the reason I'm given is, is because I don't sound like Jim Ross, who's the guy they fired in the first place. That makes sense, right? So I swallow the bitter pill. I'm a company guy. I get bumped from WrestleMania. Then I get bumped from Backlash. I'm not good enough to call Backlash. In ECW, I called live pay-per-views on my own. Solo. No color commentators dragging me down. Wasn't done before me. Hasn't been done since. called Backlash, because I'm not a sports entertainment storyteller. Well, you know what? I am sick of sports entertainment. I am sick of male cheerleaders. I am sick of boogers and bathroom humor and semen, and I am sick of our chairman, who likes to talk about his own semen. He mocks God, he mocks God, and makes out the divas all to feed his own insatiable ego. I am sick of sports entertainment. And most of all, I'm sick of you fans who actually buy into that crap, this sports entertainment circuit. needed this job, and I don't want this job anymore. I quit. I quit. And now I'll go to you this time. Your thoughts about Joey Styles' shoot promo, if you will. 
Um, well, like I said, I didn't really watch um the uh, ECW back when it was on TV, so I don't I don't really know much of Joey Styles, but like, but like yeah, like you said, uh, he was a solo commentator. You know, he he used to do a great job calling matches and things, but I don't really know too much of him as, uh, as a person, though. So I would I would really wouldn't really know how to comment on this, but I know one thing that that yeah, like um that uh jim ross yeah like he used to i don't know um do like these crazy like um you know uh examples and plus uh you know you, you see we've seen jerry king lawler do these do that stuff too like just like he said you know you have, you have these commentators goof around at their job you know they make out with divas in the back you know they uh use uh human feces as a joke and things like that like you see that nowadays too with Corey Graves. You see that with Michael Cole. You like all that stuff. You know, you see these commentators that don't know how to really do their job yet. Yet they're getting paid. You know, so I'm glad Joey Styles said I quit and just left. Left that um, quote unquote what we call now is sports entertainment, right? Like he said, it's not professional yep. wrestling like we want it to be. But you know, it, it it is relevant to what we see now. So I so I agree with what he said. Good point, Deej. John, your thoughts about Joey Styles telling it like it was that night? Yeah, I would agree on that. Indeed, indeed, good point, guys. All right, here's one, however, that we've got a couple more to go, however. Our next moment, however, takes us back to 2000, and I have talked to a of you about this, how you will finally get to hear it for the first time, however, the real promo of one former WWE writer, let's just say who, uh, well, let's just say laid it all out on the line for Hulkamania at Bash the Beast 2000. So here is that promo right now. In this one, it's scheduled to be Nash Goldberg. We heard from Goldberg. Now maybe, maybe Russo can explain to the world what we have seen. And if he explains it, will we get it? Do we understand it? Do we believe it? Look who it's coming from. I think we're going to hear the truth right now. I really do. We're going to hear something. That's uh, not Vince Russo, the character. That's Vince Russo, the boss. Three weeks ago, I left WCW, and quite frankly, I didn't know if I was going to come back. And the reason I didn't know I was going to come back or not is because from day one that I've been in WCW, I've done nothing, nothing but deal with the bullshit of the politics behind that curtain. The fact of the matter is, I've got a wife, I've got three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. But let me tell you the reason why I did come back. I came back for every one of the guys in that locker room that week in, week out, bust their ass for WCW. Oh I came back for the Booker T. I came back for every single guy in MIA. I came back for the animals. I came back for Jared. I came back for the guys behind that curtain that give a shit about this. 
this company. And let me tell you who doesn't give a shit about this company. That goddamn politician Hulk Hogan. Because let me tell you people what happened out here in this ring tonight. All day long I'm playing politics with Hulk Hogan. Because Hulk Hogan tonight wants to play his creative control card. And to Hulk Hogan, that meant that tonight in the middle of this ring, when he knew it was bullshit, he beat Jeff Jarrett. Well, guess what? Hogan got his wish. Hogan got his belt and he went to hell home and I promise everybody or else I'll go in the goddamn grave. You will never see that piece of shit again. Amen. But I also, I sat out there with the people just like you. And I know you paid good money to come here tonight and nobody's gonna be ripped off here tonight. So Hulk Hogan now has the WCW belt. And Hulk, let's refer to that as the Hulk Hogan Memorial Belt because from here on in, that belt don't mean shit. Because there will be a new WCW belt, and as far as I'm concerned, that belt still belongs to the one guy that busts his ass week in and week out in the middle of this ring. And you people can love him and hate him, but he doesn't screw anybody back there, and that's Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett is still the official WCW champion, but he will defend that title in this ring tonight. And he will defend that title against the son of a bitch back there who for 14 years has been busting his ass in WCW and can't get a goddamn break because of the Hulk Hogan. promos you'll ever want to hear. And now you finally got to hear for yourself how 18 years ago we heard the speech in Daytona. Four years before Hulk Hogan had joined Scott Hall and Kevin Nash with his version. Four years later we see Hulk Hogan 
and his ego kind of start to crumble more and more if WCW thinks to Vince Russo. Your thoughts about this one? Yeah, I mean, I got yeah, I got to hear Vince Russo uh, as a as a shoot pro for the first time. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean he yeah he was sick of uh, of WCW. You know, he was one man in particular, Hulk Hogan. We we still hate him until his day. You know, ever since he he got caught with that you know um with that case with uh, the Hawker website and then like you know his choices that he made in uh, uh, TNA and all this stuff. So yeah, I've hated Hulk Hogan. Uh, since he's been in the wrestling business, so I don't blame Vince Russo for targeting him. Um, but yeah, at least he stayed for two individuals. Yeah, Booker T was cool, you know, five-time WCW champion. Um, he's still, he's still a good uh, comment. Uh, he's still a good commentator, good, uh, good guy on the uh, on the um, you know pre-show stuff. Um, right. And then for um, and then for uh, Jeff Jarrett, I know he's controversial. You, you, you and John and everyone have talked about Jeff Jarrett. I know he's pretty controversial. Um, Yes, but as far as the wrestler goes, he was pretty good. He was pretty good back in WWF. I enjoyed his um, I enjoyed his run in WWF uh, in the Attitude Era. So I did uh, see uh, some of Jeff Jarrett's work. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. So I mean, uh, so I think uh, Vince Russo did his uh, his thing uh, in this, in this uh, shoot pro. He did a good job. Yes, he did. I would agree. Uh, John, your thoughts before uh, I think you're gonna, we're going to have to cut you loose pretty soon. We'll get your final say on this, and I'll play this last clip, Power, and then we'll catch you up with you on Revolution. Uh, your final uh, statements on Vince Russo. That was awesome. Yes, it was. Well, I guess we're going to have to let I got you go. Some more clips. Oh, okay. You're going to stick around? Okay, well, we got our final clip here tonight, guys, Howard, and I think it's only fitting. We talked about this at the start, Howard, and we're going to play it for you now, ladies and gentlemen. This was the clip last night that everyone is continuing to talk about 24 hours later. And let's just say the architect and one soon-to-be mm-hmm. general manager, as he calls himself, however, is trying to uh, make his point. Well, let's just say the architect burned it down and showed Mr. Cox staying Baron Corbin what he really thought of him, as well as the entire WWE Universe. So, folks, we're going to play this as our last clip of the evening. We'll get John and Nell's final thoughts, and then we'll wrap it up here. So here is last night's somewhat unique shoot pipe bomb promo from the architect and Baron Corbin. Look, I gotta admit, for the past couple months, I've been wrapped up in this whole thing with Dean Ambrose, and I haven't gotten an opportunity to tell you what I think about the job you've been doing as Raw General Manager. The bottom line is that under your leadership, and I use that term, that word leadership, very, very loosely, under your leadership, Monday Night Raw has sucked. And it sucked. It has sucked because of you. What you've been doing as general manager-elect is not okay, it is not right, it is wrong. I get it, Seth, you're frustrated, but I'm allowing you to vent. So if I were you, I would watch how you speak to me. Oh, watch how I speak to you, or what, huh? You're gonna snap your fingers, you're gonna fire me, fire your entire roster, is that what's gonna happen? You don't even know what to... Look, that roster, that locker room back there, that is some of the most talented men and women that Monday Night Raw has ever seen. And you've got no idea what to do with it. 
Here's an example. You've got a tag team, an amazing tag team like the Revival, who should be competing for the Raw Tag Team title. And you've got them in Lucha House Rule matches. Every single decision that you've made masks your insecurities, Corbin. Was Braun Strowman mean to you? Did he hurt your feelings? So bad so that you felt you had to hand the title, the Universal Championship, back to Brock Lesnar? You know the last time Brock Lesnar competed on a match on Monday Night Raw? Do you have any clue, any idea? Let's get in the way back machine, all the way to 2002. 15 years since Brock Lesnar's been on a match on Raw. This whole Baron Corbin experience, this little experiment you're doing, I got some news for you. It's been an abject failure. Because talent support, the morale from backstage, the fan support and the TV ratings are all at an all-time low. All because of you. I appreciate your feedback, but next time, save me some time. Write it on a piece of paper, put it under my desk, and I'll file it under, I don't give a damn! I don't care what you think, I don't care what the locker room thinks, and I sure as hell don't care what you think. This Sunday, Dean Ambrose is going to beat you for that Intercontinental Championship. And then I'm going to beat Braun Strowman in a TLC match by forfeit. Starting that very next night on Raw, until the day you quit, I am going to put you through hell. You want to put me through hell? Why don't you put me through hell starting tonight, huh? How about we do it in this ring? You go one-on-one -on -one in a match with me right here. It's you versus me in a TLC match. Making an example out of you. I will show everyone what happens when you disrespect the current and future general manager of Raw. My answer is still no. I have plenty of things. Coward. You understand? My responsibility, coward, 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 coward. Hey, how about we could start calling you coward Alex Corbin? Coward, 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 coward. You know what, Seth? Shut your mouth. You want a TLC match right here tonight? Well, you got it. All right. Uh, I bought it. Nobody. There you go, guys. I, let's just say Corbin. Let's I just say Cor I Cor Corbin and Ross. All right. 
I had, and as we and I was on busy off talking, yeah. let's go to Anel, however, for his thoughts on the, the let's just say what? the promo that everyone is talking about from last night. Yeah. Anel, your yeah. All righty. See you later, honey. Bye. All right. Well, John's uh, taking care of his. Let's go to Anel with his uh, thoughts. I'm back. Anel. Okay. Well, I'm back. Uh, Okay, no problem, John. We'll get to you in a second. We were going to go to Anil with his thoughts on Corbin and Rollins in the promo last night. Go ahead, Anil. That was crazy. Um, Sorry, uh, we'll get to you in a second, John. I'm just going to ask you now because I know you were tied up. Go ahead, Anil. Okay, if John doesn't interrupt me, but no, I was saying, um, I was saying, yeah, I think it was a, I think it was a good promo by Rollins. Um, uh, like I said, he he was kind of uh, what we saw earlier, where you know AJ was pretty pissed. We had uh, Brett pretty pissed. We had you know um, uh, Vince Russo. So we so we had a good we had a good line of clips to, tonight. It was it was a fun uh, fun way to end it. So yeah, Rollins had to you know say Corbin's uh, name because uh, it's been um, a, a shit show as we say uh, for Raw. You know he's he's been uh, using tag teams like. Um, that are not even uh, relevant, you know, instead of the Revival, you know, like you said, the Revival are a team you should put on television, but no, you have them facing against the Lucha House Party, which we don't care about, I don't care about Lucha Road as it is, so, um, yeah. you have that going on, and then, uh, and finally, he, he, yeah, the coward part was awesome, so he's like, I got coward, I got paperwork to do coward, I gotta go coward, and then coward, 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 coward. He's like, okay, Seth, yep. shut your mouth. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, fight you tonight in a TLC match. And then Seth's like, yeah, that's what I wanted to hear. And so yep. we saw last night, uh, you know, we saw um, uh, the Arctic as a, as a sole survivor, as we say. You know, he he backed up yep. his talk. He said, he said, I'm not here to talk. I'm here to fight. And he actually won the TLC match. Like we all, like we all said, it was a good match. But yeah. uh, as far as the pipe pipe bomb, it was uh, it was it was overall great. Um, I think Seth did a good job. I would agree, and of course, the revival said today on Twitter, however, they were very happy that Rollins acknowledged him tonight, and he says, however, that uh, Rollins actually showed heart and passion, however, and that's not like Rollins, however, but uh, Rollins definitely spoke out uh, in, in favor of us, however, and that was really cool to see, and of course, it was really cool to hear the fans react the way they did, however, whenever he mentioned our names, but also, it was really cool to hear Rollins speak from the uh, what he really meant, however, and that is, he didn't hold back anything. John, uh, you have the final word on this before we close up shop of the evening. Your thoughts? I would agree, so. Indeed. Well, guys, there you go. Some of our favorite pipe bomb promos in history, including last night. We will talk more about this. No, well, I... what was the... Hmm. What were you saying? I think we can do some encores. Yes. I, I think so. Well, like I said, however, I mean... We're going to be wrapping up here. It's almost 8 o'clock right now, however, but uh, we will talk more about this here at 9 o'clock, however, on Revolution. I know, John, you'll have some interesting news to report on the birthday today. SmackDown will be starting here in just a few moments from the uh, T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Again, it's going to be a very interesting night. We will keep you up to date at 9 o'clock with that. Also, we have some news, however, at 9 o'clock. Gerard and I will bring some news to you at the news desk, including two matches that might be signed for WrestleMania. Guys, I can tell you right now, real quick, I'll mention them. One of them has been discussed already. It could be AJ Styles taking on the Viper, Randy Orton. And there is already early 
early discussion, folks, that they could have a match at WrestleMania between Rey Mysterio Jr. and a guy that Inel, you and I talked about earlier this afternoon, John. We've talked about this guy, too, in the past. Andre and Cien Almas, believe it or not. There is early discussion that Cien Almas and Rey Jr. could be fighting at WrestleMania this year. Will it happen? Is nice. it going to happen? As well as AJ and Rey and the Orton. We will let you know officially, however, at the 9 o'clock hour plus. We will have an update on the raw ratings and, um, let's just say, the, uh, the uh, viewership hopefully tonight. Also, we will continue to update you, however, on SmackDown. And also give you an update on TLC. However, as we now know, there has been another match signed for TLC. And also, folks, ROH, of course, will be doing their show this Friday night in the Hammerstein Ballroom in Manhattan. We will tell you what matches have already been signed. And, folks, we can also tell you that there is early reports saying that Kenny Omega, there might be a special on Kenny Omega on HBO possibly coming up right after the first of the year, prior to Wrestle Kingdom 13 or sometime in January. When it will air and what it will be called, we don't know yet, but we will definitely let you know about that over the course of the next few weeks, Tower, and over the next little bit of time. Uh, before I close it out tonight, I do want to thank the Human Suplex Machine and the Rattlesnake for joining me this evening. Guys, uh, before I let you go, I want to ask you each real quick, John, do you have anything to close us out with tonight? No, sir. And now, what about you? Um, well, yeah, this was, uh, I mean, I know I, I know I brought up this idea to you uh, uh, today, so it was, it was cool that we uh, got it going. You know, we uh, we both were talking earlier on the phone about, uh, hey, what we sh- what should we do for a visit? And I'm like, hey, why don't we do like, you know, uh, uh, shoot pro- shoot interviews? And then you're like, yeah, that's a good idea. So glad our glad our idea came in fruition. You know, we were we were thinking about it, but hey, this this turned out to be a good uh, good episode for sure. I, I'm gonna watch this back for sure. Yes, indeed, and I do want to thank you both for coming in tonight, Howard, yeah. for joining me, Howard. Don't forget, 9 o'clock, we will continue to party, however, here. All right. Don't forget, next see you week, later. we will have a... All right, we'll see you at 9, John. And uh, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back next week. Two weeks from tonight, we will not be on, uh, as well as the following week. But, folks, we will have our last revisited show of 2018 one week from tonight, ladies and gentlemen, due to the fact that Christmas will be coming up two weeks from tonight and New Year's the following week, so we will not have any shows back until January 8th. But we will have our final show of the year of 2018 next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Gerard, Michelle, myself, Fonzie, Enel, John, and the rest of the panel, Way Two Top Panel, will be joining us in the time machine. One. 399-26 p.m. 26 hour caller ID and we will start the fun beginning at 7 p.m. But folks, don't forget 9 o'clock Revolution is going to be an action-packed show of course tonight. We will be recapping SmackDown Mixed Match Challenge. We'll continue to update you what's going on with SmackDown and everything like that. I do want to thank my colleagues for coming in this evening. We will talk to you again later on this evening at 9 o'clock folks and as we take you out tonight, how we're going to rock it a little bit harder, however, with Twisted Sister again. This time however, unlike Okami Faithful, however, it's another Christmas tune that everyone enjoys, however. It is Silver Bells with D. Snyder again. So, folks, we're going to play a little D. Snyder for you as we take you out for the evening. Folks, we will talk to you again later on this evening and again next Tuesday here at Wrestling Revisited. So, for the Human Suplex Machine and for the Rattlesnake, this is the Iceman saying so long from ringside. We will talk to you again at 9 o'clock. Have a great rest of the night. Have a great rest of the week. Everyone be safe. Be careful out there with the weather and everything like that, as well as... Um, in general, and over the Christmas holiday, we will talk to you again later this evening. So here's our closing theme as we take you out for the evening with Silver Bells.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.